1: Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage
0: marketing. Hey, listeners, what up? This is Jeff Zimpfer, once again, your humble host for another edition of the Mortgage Marketing Radio podcast coming at you somewhere deep inside the speakeasy of Las Vegas, Nevada. Well, okay, not quite yet. I'm working there. Maybe that'll be uh, my new studio this year. If any speakeasies in Vegas are listening, I'd love for you to be the host and sponsor of the Mortgage Marketing Radio podcast. Imagine that we bring in special guests and we talk maybe uh, bourbon and prohibition uh, for uh, a period of time on the podcast and drive eyeballs, drive people to attend to get to your speakeasy that'd be really cool if that actually happened. I don't know. It just popped in my head randomly out of nowhere. All right. So let's talk about what's happening on this episode. First of all, as always, this episode is, I want to acknowledge of uh, two different entities, if you will. And that first one is of course, uh, our growing membership over at the mortgage membership. And whenever anybody comes into my podcast community on Facebook, if, by the way, if you haven't yet joined the Facebook page, for the mortgage marketing radio podcast please do so go there it's free we got if you want to go deeper with us that's the place to do it mortgage marketing radio podcast on facebook now but what's interesting is uh, what happens in there as we have people share different content and stuff i'll get some stories and success stories bubbling up of people that are you know I- i'll ask them what's your number one focus for 2019 and 95% of the time, one of the two biggest focuses for most loan officers is how to succeed with real estate agents, how to have more engagement, get more relationships, drive more referrals, uh, bottom line succeed, right? Um, and there's a whole conversation that we can unpack around that. But here's what I know, and you've guys been listening to me long enough. One of the things we do for our MortgageMarketing.pro members is we provide a turnkey system. Um, I say a system because that's what it is, a system to get you in front of maximum agents in minimum time and leverage teaching agent classes to get butts in the seats and loans in your pipeline. And I've been doing it for over 10 years, both personally, myself, professionally for uh, various companies that I work for, and then helping other loan officers like you listening right now do that because realtors are hungry to learn. And if we teach them how to fish and help them, you know, do better in their business, then they're going to be inclined to uh, be drawn to work with us compared to other value propositions out there, which might be the usual rates and service. And I work weekends, blah, right? So what? So if you want to learn more about how to succeed with real estate agents, grow your brand online with social media, run Facebook ads, hey, check out mortgagemarketing.pro to learn more there. And a quick shout out this week to one of our members there, uh, Shannon Brock Miller. She is actually from Alaska. Wow. Does teaching agent classes work in Alaska? You bet. And it works for Shannon Brock Miller. On one of the uh, coaching calls we just had, you know, uh, she was feeling a little bit frustrated and that her attendance was small. Yet the good news out of that small attendance, she got two loan apps immediately following the class. Folks, if you you know, how many times a month or a week would you do that? If every time you did a class, let's just say all you got was two loan apps with every class. How many times would you do that in a month or a week? Okay. So don't take my word for it. That's why I'm starting to share some of the success stories of our members like Shannon and some of the others you've heard about. So if you want to learn more, go check out mortgagemarketing.pro. I posted an eight minute video that gives you an overview of what it's all about. All right. We got that business out of the way. Then let's also give you a friendly reminder of my friends over at the industry syndicate, industrysyndicate.com. If you're looking for more good content, podcasts, flash briefings, Facebook live video shows, access to other thought leaders in mortgage and real estate, check out industrysyndicate.com. I'm a proud member of theirs. They've got pretty much every podcast and you know good content provider under their roof. Makes it easy for you to gain access and check out that content. So that's that. Okay. And uh, let's move on now to this week's episode. My very special guest, president and CEO of Housing Wire, Clayton Collins. Now, some of you may know that I was recently uh, blessed to have an uh, article published in HousingWire. They have uh, part of their um, newsletter. Their website is called Pulse, and it is the pulse of what's happening in mortgage. And this is real world, no fluff, right? No BS stuff about how to succeed as a mortgage originator today. Articles, uh, special guest features and things like that. I was in there recently, um, and my article topic was what I've learned from interviewing over 100 of America's most successful loan originators. So if you want to check that article out, I'm going to put links in the show notes. Of course, you can go over to housingwire.com, look for The Pulse, do a search for my name or something, check it out. It's good stuff in there. And now on to my special guest, Clayton, who's just a really an awesome guy, who's got his heart where I think my heart is, with you, with us as mortgage loan originators, helping us succeed, survive versus just thrive. And so he and I have kind of a candid conversation in this episode about going digital plus local, the combination of the two to reach consumers first and to win more agent referrals. And that's really the game of the future, folks. If you uh, want to compete against right, the news lately about Zillow and so forth, and their growing bite out of the market, uh, look, Zillow's going to fragment the market even more, right? As well as some of these other disruptors who also have mortgage companies. But the difference that, that Zillow can't com- compete with is you being local in your local community. And the combination of online and offline, digital plus local, to engage and reach your local consumers, it's going hyper-local folks, right? To win the attention of consumer direct, but also to leverage that attention and your audience to better engage with agents, perhaps maybe provide them with some leads. How about that for an idea? But also, as we mentioned earlier, teach them to fish, help educate them to do the same. And that's what uh, Clayton and I talk about. And I want to make sure you also make a note of and check out uh, their upcoming event, engage.marketing. Okay, It's a killer event. It's their second year doing it. So they've uh, really got this thing nailed down. It's going to be, let's see here, June 13th through the 14th. And it's going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina. The website for that we'll put in the show note links, but it's uh, also engage.housingwire.com. I plan on being there. I missed out on it last year and I missed out on some incredible content, but this 2019 summit is focused on mortgage marketing and a purchase market specifically focusing around how you can leverage technology, build referral relationships, leverage your past customer client database experience, and of course, your online reputation. Folks, if you're not learning how to do those things in today's market, well, I'm sorry to say that maybe you won't be here next year. So do yourself a favor and get to one of the most relevant current topical mortgage events. That's not just a bunch of you know, fluff and hype and people cheering and jumping on their chairs and touting how great a top producer I am, but actual right? Tactical ideas and implementation from people living and breathing it every day. So it comes with my highest endorsement. Plus it's wicked affordable, right? It's like five, 600 bucks, maybe max, depending on when you're checking it out. So go to engage.housingwire.com and you know register. I'm going to be there. Our fellow industry syndicate members are going to be there. You should be there too. So let's get into this week's show. Hey Clayton, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you very much, Jeff. You bet. You bet. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome. I am like really pleased to be able to connect with you finally. It's for me, it's been a long time coming because I've been watching what you guys uh, have been doing out there. And I love the fact that, um, you know, you, from what I see, are trying to add value, which is I'm trying to do, add value to the loan originator's life, right? And all they have to deal with. So I'll allow you to give your uh, intro. Who are you? What's Housing Wire all about?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So at Housing Wire, our primary. Prep- primary mission is moving markets forward we serve one market and that is the the housing economy covering everything from real estate housing finance um, and all of the, the services and technology and trends and and uh regulatory happenings in between so we cover a um first and foremost news and then we do data and analysis and other media formats like podcasts and video so we're really trying to serve our audience of mortgage and real estate professionals um where they are with the information they want, when they need it, and uh, with the primary goal of furthering the entire housing economy and um, and moving markets forward. So I'm Clayton Collins. I'm the CEO of HousingWire. I've been leading the business for about three years now and couldn't be more excited about our our growth and and audience and engagement and better serving this mortgage uh, industry every single year.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. And I'm on your website. So I'm going to be looking to that to, to pull out some questions for you. Of course, we'll put links in the show notes, housingwire.com. For those who want to go there, uh, we're going to talk about resources for you listeners right now uh, at, during the podcast, and we'll give you links to those. All right. So here we are. When listeners are probably you know listening, hearing this, it's, uh, it's 2019 already. You get exposed to a lot of different information. Um, what do you, like if you had to, I'm a loan officer, okay? If you had to advise me Um, in 2019, what do you see coming as big shifts or changes for the mortgage industry?
1: Yeah, I think that a lot of the trends that we saw building in 2017 took place in 2018 or continue through in 2019. And that is, we're not going to see a massive change in inventory. So it's a competitive market. People are fighting for market share, um, not just at the, the lender level, but the, the LOs and realtors every day um, fighting for that borrower, fighting for that homeowner. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a really real dynamic that, that comes through in the way you manage your business, the way you market yourself, the, way, the technology you, uh, you adopt. And um, I think the kind of the mentality you have to have to be successful in the long term. So if I uh, was advising you as a loan officer, I'd say don't only really think about what you want to accomplish in 2019. think about where you want to be in 2020, 2021, 2025 and uh, know that a lot of the decisions you make about how you position yourself, your personal brand, your corporate brand, the tools you adopt are going to influence your success this year, but also are going to be more impactful in future years. And uh, that, that means to be, to be successful now, you have to be successful in purchase. But there's there's going to be a time when uh, the rates are in the right place for refi again. So be be thinking about that long term strategy of where the um, what your client mix looks like, what your referral mix looks like, what your marketing mix looks like to position you for success in in future years, not just in 2019.
0: So it's interesting you say that that there's going to be um, a, a refi opportunity down the road. I've heard that a couple of times. You have some data that that supports that. Did you want to touch on?
1: We, we know the the factors that that influence interest rates, and mm. uh, and we're we're probably going to not like kind of test market bottoms again in terms of interest rates, mm. but we're also not going to see an upward a continued upward trajectory. Um, we've seen a recent and and when, by the time this uh, by the time this podcast airs, we'll see where rates are. But we've seen in recent weeks here in the in early December have seen a little, uh, a slight, a slight dip in rates and Mm -hmm. and borrowers, especially in the jumbo category, there actually is a little bit of a refi opportunity right now. And, um, and everything's relative, right? So first time home buyers coming into the market in 2018, um, who, who did a, a 30 year fix with a high four or five handle on it. Um, their refi opportunity might look very different than, than my refi opportunity. Cause I purchased purchased in 2016 and, um, a rate that's going to be pretty hard to beat. So, uh, that's a, um, I think it's, it's all relative, right?
0: What do you, and I'm just going to throw some questions at you because, you know, you, you do have access to a lot of information and data and things like that. So then what do you see happening? All right. So use your example of when you bought, right? Um, you may recall. So I moved to Vegas. Now it'll be a year in January. I moved to Vegas from Orange County, right? Sold the house, took some chips off the table and I haven't bought yet. Right. I'm renting here. And so I just actually upped for another year in this wonderful house. Um, but I go back and forth a lot on that because, you know, we're both closely tied to the industry and I'm, I'm eyeballing markets and overheated markets and things like that. So what's, what's, what's your take on pricing pricing, you know, for housing coming in twenty nineteen,
1: twenty twenty, yeah, I mean, coming like on the 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 initial like kind of lead in on that question of like yeah. the decision to buy right. I'm firmly of the the belief that consumers need to make smart financial decisions, but housing has a lot more influences than than purely financial. And there are situations in in people's lives and in, in their families that where homeownership just makes more sense. Yeah. And uh, homeownership, homeownership, does provide a lot of intrinsic value to to mm-hmm. communities and the grounding of, of, of families that I think people have to take into account when making that that rent versus buy decision. So it's not always just a, an interest rate decision, mm-hmm. though. Please don't let me discount the the importance of making like smart financial decisions. Like if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. That's mm-hmm. that's first and foremost. Um, but thinking about Pricing and affordability coming into to 2019, that, that's largely going to be driven by demand of, um, of first-time homebuyers. And, uh, and I don't want to get into the whole like millennial conversation, but there's still a massive wave of um, wage-earning, income-earning, single and dual-income families that haven't purchased yet and that, that's coming up the pipe. And, and, uh, and we, we saw data this week that the housing wire published, I believe it was uh, 10 million millennials purchasing homes in the next 10 years. That's a wave that you can't ignore. And that's certainly not going to be equally distributed across the country. Um, I think there's going to be pockets that are much more impacted by that first time homeowner, um, homebuyer boom than, than others. Yeah. But, uh, millennial generation is aging to a point where, where home ownership makes more sense. Um, and uh, and that's not the, the last generation to come that's going to value, value home ownership. So um, I'm, I'm firmly of the belief that it's going to be a demand-based um, affordability equation. And uh, unless new home starts can catch up, then um, we kind of face a... A continued competitive market where affordability becomes a, a major part of the decision-making process for for first-time home buyers and for people who have growing families or want to relocate. We're, we're seeing a lot less um, job relocation in this market right now than we, we saw in, in prior uh, in prior decades, and largely because of affordability. Um, even if because there's there's great job opportunities in San Francisco, but um, I think. Have a little bit of a grasp of what the wages have to be to even afford to to step foot and on the foot on the peninsula or anywhere close to it.
0: So I was talking to somebody I think it was yesterday uh, in Palo Alto, of course, right, the center, yeah. the hub of tech. Yeah. I think the 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 median price uh, for a house there is like one point three. I think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's crazy, <I> man. <laughs> even if you have
1: the amazing job at Facebook, it's still not right. like <laughs> in your <laughs> ballpark.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so clearly, then you you are. um, Bullish on the housing market moving forward?
1: I'm I'm bullish on the, the stability and continued growth of, of the housing market. Um, okay. I think there's uh, there's there's some headwinds, there's some challenges. We'll fight through them. Um, inventory, affordability, rates, margin on on lending, um, competitiveness in the in the realtor space and the in technology coming in. Like there's gonna be disruption, there's gonna okay. be competitiveness, people are fighting for. For market share, there's right. going to be winners and losers. But when you when you kind of go up a level, I think we're in a there, there's some parts of this market that are very healthy, and that uh, there's a competitive nature, a competitive healthiness that will support a growing housing economy for for years and decades to come.
0: All right, so let's then transition a bit and talk about winners and losers if you will uh in the coming year because you know market compression margin compre- all that kind of stuff we've we have we have heard and all the buzzwords and i'm seeing it you know uh, on a real in front of my face every single day uh you know the struggle if you will on the street loan officers uh like you said you keep using that word competitive market and and, and i'm seeing and feeling it every single day so who who's going to survive whether it's company or loan officer um, I, I you know the thing i want to address for the listeners is this um, There's a, there's a lot of fear going around. There's a lot of sky is falling and maybe you could maybe set us, readjust us a little bit in that the sky isn't falling. And so how do we then, how should we be best prepared? What should we do as individual loan officers, let's say, to be best prepared and less fearful?
1: Yeah. And I think there's definitely some, some bifurcation there of of people that are embracing the competitive market and people who have... Rightfully uh, fearful, but the the competitive, the, the success, the most successful los and, and realtors that we're talking to now mm-hmm. have figured out a way to double down on their str- on their strengths. And uh, in the in a purchase market, um, it is incredibly important to know where your business is coming from. Mm-hmm. How do you double down on that channel while also continuing to test out different um, lead marketing referral channels to. To be prepared if there is a, a shift in, in the market, so you're not kind of left left with your your main business source um, drying up. So in this purchase market, I think it comes back, and I'm certainly not going to like say that this is my quote, but but nobody wants a mortgage; people want a house. So that yeah. means that more than ever, the the realtor and lender relationship is is incredibly impactful. You have to think of this whole entire housing economy as a business that is trying to put people in houses. And, and that comes down to like, not, not pushing, not pushing credit, not only talking about your, your rate and pricing, how are you a better partner for your, your realtors and referral sources? How are you not just like being there and, um, and, and being ready when they send you business, but how are you sending, sending them business? And that's where we start to see so the, the major bifurcation of successful purchase LOs and the LOs who are kind of just, just getting by, um, are you valuable to your referral sources and um, are you sending them business? Are you, are you reliable? Are you closing loans on the timeline that you, that you promise? Um, and uh, I think those are the, the factors that we're hearing from top performing LOs and, and realtors who work with top performing LOs that is, uh, that are really kind of helping like top great grade A producers um, continue to stay in that bucket and, um, and and not kind of fall to the bottom in the competitive market.
0: Yeah there's a lot in there a lot of different questions. Um the first one that comes up for me is then are you saying that um the smart loan officer should instead of just looking at the realtor as a place to get leads or get referrals start looking at how they can how loan officers can self gen, right? Start generating your own leads online?
1: Absolutely. I mean we're seeing we're seeing top performing loan officers create their own, um, brands and social presence and, and marketing campaigns. I mean, yeah. I think you see that, um, uh, every single day in the institution that, that you work for mm-hmm. and, um, and that's, uh, and, and that's really powerful. So if you have borrowers coming to you for that, for that prequal, and, um, it seems to be a increasing, um, increasing trend of, uh, prospective homebuyers, buyers um, understanding that they need to know that they can finance or can afford to buy a property before they start going in um, looking at 30 homes with a realtor. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think it's an in- increasingly common that the lender is the first point of contact. Uh, I'm not saying it's the majority yet, but it's increasingly common and taking those initial touch points and Partnering those borrowers with uh, real estate professionals that you trust and have a relationship with um, can increase the probability of close on those uh, on those initial touch points. But also, hopefully, when that realtor is the, the initial touch point on a future transaction, you're, your first, you're the first call because you're not only a reliable partner, you're also someone who brings them business and it becomes more of a partnership um,
0: mm.
1: is what we kind of keep consistently hearing.
0: So can we, um, I'd love to get a little bit more specific in terms of what LOs should be doing, uh, to fulfill that, uh, wrote down from our last conversation, the notes here, digital plus local equals, I think, uh, enablement, if I could read my own notes, (laughs) um, adopting tools and things like that. So any, you know, kind of recommend that whether you see it's like, Hey, people are doing X, Y, and Z on this social platform or whatever, any kind of a coaching moment for you here? (laughs)
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean, uh I'm, I'm certain, I I'm certainly I run a, a media company and uh I have a u- unique vantage point and get to talk to a lot of smart people, but I'm certainly not the the one who's out on the street um uh lending or uh speaking to clients every day. Mm-hmm. So uh take 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 that for for what it okay. is. But um, on the digital plus local uh, kind of idea, it's it's very different by the type of lending institution we're talking to. I mean, we uh, have the fortune of having relationships with with small brokers who are b- small broker owners who don't have the support of a, a corporate technology branding or, or marketing team, and then top producing LOs at um, at top five, top ten non banks with massive technology, but budgets and marketing strategies behind them. Um, but when it comes to the the digital plus local kind of um, in, empowerment theory, uh, we're seeing that the most successful LOs are focused on what differentiates them, and that per- personally. So that that's mm-hmm. the local side. That's that's the relationships with your referral sources, with your past clients, with realtors, with everybody in your community. Um, that is. That when, when you're having a, a borrower lead that's coming through a referral source, you're you're there. You're in the community. You know them. You know the com- You know the um, the neighborhoods. You know the the properties. You, you know how to serve that client best. Um, the, the digital side is this is the support that either you're putting in place in advance as a as an independent broker owner or as a um, or or if you're joining a large non bank and looking for somebody who can support you in the areas you need. Um, we don't expect that every lo um, has the time or experience to implement a, a thoughtful um, digital mortgage platform, um, even even kind of the the easier front end tools to, um, to to drive leads from a website. Um, but we, we know that infrastructure is really important. Um, so we're the digital plus local uh, ethos is that that digital presence and the tools and the the backbones of a initial digital application or full digital mortgage are, are incredibly important. Um, but that alone is not going to displace the power of loan originators in communities working with past clients and referral sources. And the, the most successful lenders and the most successful originators will be the ones who understand the, the power of not only having that digital infrastructure, um, but also having a, 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 a market-facing presence and know how to serve a, a, a particular community and right. referral base.
0: Yeah, You know, it's very interesting. So it, it really comes back to the things we've been saying all along. I was just, you know, the, the old cliche, high tech, high touch, right? Just popped in my head. And that is, 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 is proving to be true as well. Personal branding as well is as important as it's ever been, perhaps even more important today. So, all right, let me pivot for a little bit because, all right, I think we dealt with the issue of, what does a loan officer need to do to stay relevant? Uh, you know, you got to, you know, you got to be present. you got to show up in your local market. You have to engage with your referral partners, realtors, et cetera, even deeper, go deep versus wide, let's say um, become more valuable. It's not, as we know, the old, hey, it's not about rates and service. And can you close on time? All that jazz. What's your take then? I'm just, I'm just gonna throw a question at you. Zillow mortgage. You know, i had i had the uh, privilege of uh, interviewing uh, tom ferry on uh, on monday and i asked him you know does, does he believe zillow wants to displace realtors i yeah. listened to
1: that and i thought yeah. that tom's response that like any somewhat in- intellectual person will look at their their multiples that the, at the that the zillow stock trades on and then look at the multiples that realogy trades at and say that It would be completely irresponsible for for Spencer Raskoff to go to his board and say, like, we should become a realtor because then we're going to see our multiple cut in half. Um, I tried to draw a parallel to their recent acquisition of a a mortgage bank Mm -hmm. and was trying to think through, well, with that mindset of, hey, digital media companies or or digital information companies trade at higher multiples than lenders and realtors. That Mm -hmm. seems to be relatively true in the public markets. Why would, how do you justify, how do you rationalize that acquisition? Well, one, the market didn't receive that acquisition extremely well. It wasn't like there was a pop in the stock. If I remember correctly, it was actually a slight slight tank. (laughs) Um, so what's, what's the play there? Um, I don't know yet.
0: Um, I, I, I None just, of us know. <laughs> Maybe they know or don't know. Maybe they're just rolling the dice, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah, I uh, I don't know the play. Um, I do think that there are, it's not as apples and oranges as saying that digital media and information services companies trade at X multiple and, and uh, loan origination and real estate companies trade at Y. I think there is isn't I think in a Zillow type scenario, there is an arbitrage opportunity where a um, a fully digital mortgage or real estate company would trade at a multiple that's closer to a a digital business than a, than a traditional brick and mortar business. Um, so I think there's a few. Uh, I, I would. Um, I'd love to have a long conversation with Tom about that. Um, I'm a, I'm a former in, investment banker, so I'd like the, mm. the the thoughts uh, talking about uh where businesses trade and the kind of corporate strategy to influence um EBITDA multiples is near and dear to my heart. Uh-huh. But uh,
0: we're geeking but, uh, out on finance,
1: man. <laughs> but um, that that's one that uh, I, I think there's a little there's some gray area there.
0: And well, the play. It goes. Let's roll it back to, uh, you know, be aware. I mean, should should a loan officer feel feel threatened? Let me put it this way. Um, you know, you see all these other people talking about, um, uh, you know, realtors. You're funding your demise by paying Zillow. What's your take on that? Because my, my, here's my thought I actually answered this on a, on a Facebook page was like, you know, this, this loan officer was commenting that, you know, he's got these realtors that are paying, you know, Zillow a couple thousand bucks, month, whatever it is, the number it's like, if they're paying Zillow big bucks, if it's a smart realtor, it's because they're getting an ROI. Yep. Right. And let's face it. Zillow is the internet when it comes to real estate by and large safe. Would you agree with that? A assert- yeah. assertion? Yeah. Okay. I mean, 180 million visitors a month, right?
1: MLS. Yeah. They're, they're it.
0: Yeah. Um, so, so how do, do loan officers need to be quote, you know, I don't even want to use the, just awake, aware, I, I, but I want to stop the, like the fear and the mongering because it's like, everybody's like, you know, uh, the, ant- the antichrist Zillow. It's like, we don't know yet for real quick. And I'll let you respond. For instance, you, you probably know this as well. The Zillow I buyers, right? Um, instant offers. And now they're competing with open door. What, what people perhaps aren't talking about much yet is this could be an opportunity for people. Now, the, we don't know about the mortgage piece yet, but the agents clearly with the iBuyers and the open doors, they're only listing back about one and a half percent of those properties that they take in. As you heard Tom's um, example, he has a realtor who got 300 leads and listed 15 properties. So maybe it's okay to wear the Zillow badge and take a little bit more money for the lead flow, which is the hardest part of this job.
1: Yeah, I, I think as a business owner, I... Don't like the idea of putting all your eggs in any one basket mm-hmm. from a, from a from sales channels, from leads, for marketing strategy. I think that you have to do lenders, originators, anybody selling anything has to do the same thing Zillow's doing. And I, it appears that Zillow's testing right now. They're, yeah. they're testing the waters in the mortgage market. They're testing the iBuyer market. They're, they're playing with things. So you, you have like, just like we talk about disruption, innovation in the mortgage industry, they are, they are testing innovation. They are testing strategies. And I think that's what realtors and LOs must do as well. And it, um, I think of the uh, I, I can't, there's like a, there's a cartoon that shows like a a manager on the edge of a cliff um, on like a, a plank and he's holding a gun and his top salesperson yeah. is standing on the other side and like like and he's gonna shoot the top salesperson and clearly fall off the cliff. Zillow directly attacking um, their core revenue source is is bad business. So until there's like a the market completely shifts, um they're they're driving their revenue from realtors and lenders. Mm-hmm. You can't directly attack your client base
0: um unless you have a so you don't uh, feel they are directly attacking their client base right now. I think they're testing strategies that that have
1: some that that could be threatening, but they're haven't done anything yet. Yeah. That like completely like takes the legs out from underneath the, the realtor market. And so if, if I were a realtor today, I would certainly be working with all, all of the sources of, of leads and business and, um, and testimonials and reviews that, that I could find. I I I think that putting all your eggs in one basket, um, is, is dangerous. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and I think, that it takes some diversification and, and um in lead sourcing and, and marketing effort to to properly build a business that's sustainable for the long term in different market conditions. And uh, if you're driving all of your leads and putting all of your buck all of your budget into a a single business source, then yeah, I'd, I'd be nervous. Whether that's Zillow or somebody else. But uh, if you build a properly diversified um, funnel, then uh, then you should be able to kind of. Uh, tweak and pour gas on certain sources when the time is right, but pull back um, if somebody's threatening your business model um, or not, or not delivering returns. Um,
0: so so do, uh, you think, do you think Zillow uh, is trying to make a play for being a national mortgage player?
1: I don't know the answer to that yet. That's something we, uh, I mean, our editorial team, our editorial team, um, our, our editorial team uh, Jacob Gaffney and our reporters have, have definitely uh, researched and, and talked to sources and speculated on. Um, but there's, um, I, if uh, I'll tell you right now, I don't know if uh, Zillow is going to become a national mortgage player. And I don't know how Amazon's going to enter the mortgage market. But um, I know everybody is very curious about both of those.
0: And, and with that said, even that all that noise, um, my, my suggestion is, I'd love to hear your two cents on this. What are you going to do about it? And it rolls back to what you just talked about earlier, which is double down on your local Presence, your local brand, and your referral partners, right? I mean, control what you can control.
1: Control you can control, and, and know your strengths. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like technology can di- disrupts. Like technology can be very disruptive, but technology has its strengths and, and has its weaknesses. Um, there, if if you're putting your whole income into a uh, a pro- like doing a job or a process that can easily be replicated by technology, yeah, I, I wouldn't sleep that well at night. Mm-hmm. But um, if your business, if your value that you bring to your ultimate client, no matter what you're selling or what service you're offering, um, if you add any value through expertise or personal relationships, double down on on that because uh, that that's the hardest part. That's the hardest thing for technology to, to disrupt. And uh, I'm I'm firmly I'm I'm. I'm I'm much, I enjoy talking about enablement much more than, than disruption right now. Anyway, I, I'm a, I'm an early adopter of technology. I know, I know you are as well. And if you are willing to, to test solutions and um, figure out how new tools, whether that's um, marketing channels or, or loan operate loan origination says, whatever, whatever it is, like if you can test new tools and figure out how those tools make you better, um you can win market share in the near term and set yourself up for in a better position um for for future market um, churn or disruption or change whatever you want to call it
0: yeah so what i'm what I'm hearing you say is um And for those listening, this is the time to listen up and pay attention is so, so know your strengths, double down on the local, uh, business, local meeting, your referral partners, community, get involved, the whole personal branding thing we talked about content marketing, but then also look at those tools or platforms by which you can, um, make some small bets. Maybe it's Facebook ads, for example, right? Make some small bets to get to the consumer first because everything I'm reading and presentations I'm doing, it's all about whoever gets to the consumer first is, is really who wins.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's uh. In I mean, I think the other the other thing we're hearing from our our clients that are are marketing um to cons- to potential home buyers, and from our clients who are providing services and solutions to folks that are uh, marketing to potential home buyers, is that there are um, that value based messaging is what really working right now, and that uh, and that it's not. I'm not talking about like the um, love thy neighbor kind of like values. I'm talking about what does your client value? Do they value speed? Do they value technology? Do they value a handshake? Do they value, um, breakfast and lunch or bagels since their office? I don't know, but figure out what they value. And, mm-hmm. and that's what, and that's what drives the messaging. And, um, and I think from a, there's a little more like on the B2B side, but there's, it's never been easier, in like in history of the world, to to start a company or, or launch a technology um, and have an, a local or a, a national voice. Um, and I think that buyers are starting to become aware of that. So some brand inconsistency start to become some of the values that that people do care about hmm. and uh, know that you're going to be there. Um, and th- and I, I guess this lesson kind of applies to both the the homeowner and the the B two B side of our industry. Is your clients want a partner um, they want they 're not buying a software they 're not buying a, a loan once they want someone that's going to grow with them and um, I know when I sign a technology contract i 'm not just looking at the the tool that's in place today, but what's the roadmap? Like where are we going together? Like I don't want to buy your sign a five year um deal with you today and then like come back to this relationship in twenty twenty two and say like oh we're still using the same exact platform. Like no, I wanna know that you're investing in your technology, in your tools and we're growing and evolving together. Mm. Um, and i am of the belief that homeowners home buyers have that same value or value that as well and they're looking for realtor and lender partners that will be there when they're ready to refi. So, um, come back to the beginning of our conversation. You get a first time home buyer today. There's going to be a time when the market is different, when their family or their, their, um, people are staying in homes longer too. That that's, that's a refi. Um, that's a refi opportunity. So like someone that will grow with them and build that relationship and, and not just, um, and not just answer the phone, what they call, but maybe every now and then send a, a proactive, um, email or phone call, or at least see, see a kind of a friendly face in the community is something that, um, something that home buyers and, uh, and clients of all shapes and sizes, um,
0: yes. value. top of mind, top of mind, you top know, of to, mind. Your, to your point about people staying in homes longer. They're not, they're not you know moving as often as they used to. And really that's just this, that goes back to you as a, as a mortgage loan professional, um, having a true business. And that's one that's relational versus transactional. Um, okay. the, 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 big technology plays, they can afford to be transactional, right? Because of the efficiencies they have in their system. Us, the little, you know, independent, uh, broker loan officer out on the streets, I got to be relational and I got to build a fence around my people or else. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, I, I said it the other day, it's like, um, displacement disruption. It's like, if you, you will, I was talking to realtors. I think I said, um, unless you disrupt yourself right you you will be disrupted by market efficiencies by technology and stuff like that yep okay I
1: think it's just knowing the importance of knowing when uh, what is disruption and what is distraction and knowing yeah. how when do you like, when do you focus your, like, yeah, you have to test new things and, and new, new marketing channels, new technologies, um, new, new relationships. But um, like, I think it's also with like, going back to my earlier comments, It's ever been easier to start a business or, or launch a product. Um, know it's a distraction and know it's actually like worth like spending your time on. I, I know as a, as a business owner, most important asset I have is my time. And the hardest thing to do is know when to say no and just move on and i am confident that is a uh a dilemma or a consideration that every loan officer should have um because the most important thing they have is time Mm -hmm. um when should they be spending time on the phone when should they be spending time in the community when should they be time sitting back in their desk their door shut and thinking about their long-term strategy of of how they position themselves and their business to be successful in future years Um, Mm -hmm. so i i i really do think that uh like, focus on disruption, but avoid distraction. Um, think about the long term, um, double down on your strengths. Um, I'm not a lone originator, but I get to talk to a lot of smart ones, and that's what I'm hearing. And so, that's the message I would
0: share. That's awesome. All right. So let's talk about how HousingWire can help loan officers along that journey. I know you've got, first of all, the website, housingwire.com. What are some places, and then we'll talk about your event uh, coming up in 2019, Engage, but where would you direct loan officers to look um, on the HousingWire page to get connected and start engaging and learning?
1: Yeah. So, so HousingWire, we've been around for a little over 10 years now. Um, we're serving four and a half million annual unique visitors, over 50,000 people on our, our daily newsletter list. Historically, we've done a really good job at serving the the executive side of the lending industry from, from orig- origination executives, servicing, secondary market real estate executives. Um, in the last couple of years, we've really made a concerted effort to better serve loan originators and, and realtors. And we're, we're putting in place um, news coverage and products to really support that initiative. So earlier this year, we launched a new newsletter called Lending Life. Um, we had a group of LOs come in to our office to a focus group, asked them what they wanted, how frequently they wanted it, what information would make them better at their, um, better at their jobs, more impactful for their partners and, and a little bit of content that they can share on sh- social or, or, email out to their realtor relationships.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Took that information, launched lending life. So if you go to housingwire.com and, mm-hmm. uh, in the top right corner, um, do the subscribe now drop down for newsletters and, uh, you'll see lending life there and can register. It's a, a two-day-a-week newsletter, 100% complimentary, um, and uh, with the sole purpose of engaging our, the loan officers in the, in the mortgage industry and um, trying to build a real community. So we're, we're sending that email directly from our, our editor-in-chief. So Jacob Gaffney sends, sends the email. If you don't like something or if you love something or if you have an idea, respond. It goes directly to Jacob's inbox,
0: and he gets wow. to,
1: um, to have those interactions. So uh, we're really trying to build a community. It's it's this isn't some like you hit, hit reply and you get a, uh, a do not like no no response. Right. You know, yeah. That's <laughs> like we're real people here. We're trying to serve real people in the in the mortgage industry and um, trying to create a real community there. Um, yep. So that's how we're trying to serve Um And I think one really one reason I was really excited to come on the podcast with you today is I think we see marketing as a, as a key differentiator and, and like incredible um, incredibly important part of overall lending strategy, especially as we kind of pivot um, to a, a more origination focused market with a few um, with a few headwinds. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year we launched Engage.marketing, marketing, which is a summit of the top marketing minds in the mortgage industry. Um, we had that first event in September here in Dallas. And uh it was a it was an awesome success, brought out um marketers who who typically spend their time at industry events um working the booth or setting up uh dinners or cocktail hours for their for their AEs and, and their sales team. Um we actually brought we said, No, 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 like there's no expo hall, like this is for the marketers. We wanted marketers to like come and engage with content and come and engage with each other and build relationships and take something back and makes them more impactful at supporting the loan originators that that they essentially work for as, as marketers. Right. And um, it was a great success. We're doing um, Engage.Marketing 2019 um, coming up June 13th and 14th in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And uh, hope to bring out the, the top marketing minds from across the mortgage industry and give them a really tightly focused um, programming and content schedule that, that's focused on competitive differentiation in a purchase market um, uh, marketing tactics that aren't based around pricing and a rising rate environment um, technology and tools that are helping LOs and marketing teams uh, differentiate themselves and build stronger relationships, not just with their um, borrowers and, uh, and past uh, clients, but also with their referral sources. Um, awesome. So this is all about, this is for marketers um, with a content advisory board. So by marketers and it's all about supporting loan origination in the mortgage industry. So it's
0: just for originators, no realtors?
1: Um, So we, we'll bring in, so we'll have some realtors attempt that's more for like, uh, so we'll have them participate on panels, talk yeah. about how they're how the, how the relationships, um, uh, really, uh, kind of how we can optimize the relationship between the realtor and and lending community. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're going to be tightly focused around loan origination. Um, we, we see, a a pretty big realtor interest in our housing wire content around Mm -hmm. loan origination. So, uh, we'd love any realtors that, that want to join, but this is really for the Mm -hmm. the marketers in the mortgage industry. And, um, if realtors want to come in and join us more, the merrier, we'd love to have them.
0: That's awesome. And uh, by the time people are listening to this, I believe we may have a link in the show notes. If we don't, we'll update it when it does come out. Um, But that's awesome. So that's June 13, 14, Charlotte uh, Engage. And of course, you can uh, always go to the website and learn more at housingwire.com. Subscribe to the newsletter there for sure. Also, you guys, uh, quick, quick uh, mention here. I see you you now have a podcast. Can you tell us about that real quick?
1: Yeah, I think that would kind of... What I mentioned in the beginning, we want to serve our audience when and where they they want to consume our information, and um, so a few of our journalists, um, Jacob Gaffney, Caroline Basile, um a few other journalists have been have been experimenting with a few. Co- podcast. Um, we've done a, a specialized podcast on reg tech, and then we're doing like a, a weekly update on the top news stories. So um, okay. I know uh, what unfortunate part of living in Dallas is I spend a lot of time in my car. So I get to um, <laughs> get to absorb a lot of podcasts. And I know a lot of our, our realtor readers do that as well. Um, and then our, our corporate readers who spend a lot of time on the road are, are, are listening to podcasts on planes. So we want to provide uh, content to our audience when and where they want it. And uh, podcasts are part of that strategy.
0: Yeah, there's good content on there. And you can go right to the website, listen to it, download it. I'm looking at episode three, talking about Zillow, B of A, tech and all that stuff. So uh, I, what I love about what you guys are doing um, is just, you know, we need to be educated as mortgage professionals, obviously educated about our craft, our business and how to, how to speak intelligently and professionally, but then also educated about what's going on in the market to your point, our discussion here today, how do we take that information, that knowledge, and then pivot and adjust for what's, you know, our sense of what's happening in the market. So good stuff. Yeah, um, really,
1: and Jacob has been able to get some, some great guests. I know he's had Ben Carson on there and oh, really executives. So, uh, wow. it's, um, the conversations there aren't, aren't exactly about the the day-to-day challenges of loan origination, oh. but you know, I know that that those are the, the decisions that are being made and with Ben and his team are the decisions that, that impact this market this year, or next year. So we, we love when our, our most informed, most engaged loan officers really want that knowledge and are thirsty for it. So uh, we'll, yeah. we'll take um, industry leaders like Ben any day of the week that want to that want to talk to our audience.
0: And I'll tell you what, just real quick for me as a, with my loan officer hat on um, the reason why I I, I listen to things like this, these educational kind of sessions is those are talking points for me and realtors. If I'm meeting with a realtor and maybe the subject of Zillow comes up, well, I want to be able to intelligently speak about that. Right. And so that's why we, we, we listen to podcasts and get access to you guys like at HousingWire.com and all that jazz. So awesome, man. Listen, um, I'm going to put links in the show notes to all this. As I said, appreciate you being here. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and thank you for helping, right? The loan officer community rise up, man, and play at a higher level.
1: No, it it is our honor and our privilege. And thank you very much for having me today.
0: You bet. And as always, listeners, uh, we appreciate you. So if you like this episode, you know what to do. Give us a little love out on the interwebs. Uh, Leave us a review. And we appreciate you as always. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next one. Bye for now.